Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, the only healthcare marketing podcast that digs into the digital strategies and tactics that help you accelerate growth. Each week, Cardinals experts explore innovative ways to build your digital presence and attract more patients. Buckle up for another episode of Ignite. I missed you guys. How long has it been? A week? Two weeks? It's good to be back, everybody. What's going on? Welcome to Ignite. I've got Rich Bennett here. What's up, Rich? What's up, Alex? He's poor, but we call him Rich. So it's good to see you again, buddy. Uh, his kids are draining him. How many kids you got now? Still four. Still four. Still four. <laughs> you never know. Every year there's one more. <laughs> Not anymore. No. <laughs> we'll get into that. That's but, but the HIPAA violation. Speaking of HIPAA <laughs> compliant marketing. So something that there was a lot of things we used to be able to do with full funnel media strategies, and now we can't. So today we're going to be talking about all the different kinds of ways we can circumvent some of the things that we used to be able to do with pixels that we now we cannot very sadly. But there's still lots of exciting full funnel media strategies that work that drive down CPL. We've seen it ourselves. Just PPC alone doesn't do the trick anymore. That's why Meta's profit just today released. I don't know when this is going to be. This episode is going to be released, but 23% their quarterly earnings up over last year. Why? Because full funnel advertising works. Rich, what's going on? So what are the things we can we used to be able to do with our friend, the pixel, that now the pixel's the enemy we cannot do anymore? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two key things that we used to be able to do with our friend, the pixel. One was conversion tracking. So just measuring how many conversions each marketing campaign or channel is driving. Yeah. And then the other is remarketing, essentially re-engaging with advertising users who have been to your site or done certain things on your site. And it was the pixel that you would use to basically put those those people into audiences, right? Okay. And say, you know, I know you went to this page about this condition. So I'm going to remarket to you with an ad to try and get you to, you know, essentially book an appointment with me because I know you're interested. Got you can't it. do that anymore can't do that. through a pixel. So because of, of some of the limitations that we have in healthcare around conversion tracking and around remarketing, it's less easy to just rely on bottom of the funnel conversion acquisition. And I think also what is putting pressure on just focusing on bottom of the funnel marketing in healthcare is that advertisers are becoming more sophisticated. Healthcare advertisers are becoming more like brand advertisers who, as healthcare decisions become more of a consumer decision, people are looking at healthcare brands the way that they look at brands in other verticals, right? Like they look at e-commerce brands or other service brands. They need to know you and they need to trust you before they're going to buy from you, right? If you think that we are moved away from a generation that just took a doctor referral and that was gospel to now people who are doing more shopping by themselves. And now you get into a point where really people are doing a lot of comparison shopping, even across healthcare brands. Right. And, and so that brand has to be able to stand out. And you can't stand out when you are just doing bottom of the funnel engagement, trying to reach people when they're right there by that conversion. So yeah, search SEO maps. It's not enough at a certain point. 
but like a newer brand uh, to uh, digital marketing or a big brand that hasn't done it, like still the best place to play. It just caps out the it value, just, the effectiveness. It caps out at a certain. It caps out. And also, you know, you need to think about some of the business challenges that you might have in specific markets, right? So okay. if I'm a new brand and I've just gone into a market where there are a ton of com competitors that are well-known and have good reputations, and I'm just trying to fight at the bottom of the funnel against those competitors, chances are my conversion rates are going to be really low, even if I'm engaging with the right users, right? Because okay. they're going to click on your ad and you know, look at you and they've never heard of you. And then they're going to click on the next person's ad and look at them and they've known them. They've seen a Facebook yeah. ad. They've read a blog post by them. They've been educated by them. And it's an easy choice, right? Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, this, I understand who this, I know who this brand is. They've helped educate me along the journey. I'm aware of them. I, I have some level of brand rapport with them, right. trust with them, but this, this brand is an unknown. So yeah. I think, Again, can you use these bottom of the funnel tactics in isolation for demand capture? Yes, you can. But if you think that your patience and your patient value is, you know, not everybody's worth the same and you want a certain type of patient, chasing the ones that are really high value, like often healthcare companies will be chasing a matriarch. Yeah. Those people, it's worthwhile investing in trying to engage with those people and build your brand with those people yep. further up the funnel because they are high ticket value patients. All right, so let's talk about some of what some of those strategies would be. So outside of search SEO maps, what else do we do? I know, and DeNovo is a special thing, right? We're gonna blast social media, the upper funnel channels, hit search really hard. But aside from DeNovo's and trying to get a launch done there, consistent advertising to an existing location that's been around, what are the tactics we employ? And then be specific, we'll give the secrets that we will do actually on those channels. Yeah, I mean, I think it depends on where your audience is, right? But the common channels for full funnel are gonna be things like paid social advertising, display advertising, native advertising, right? Good. But then also upper funnel content strategy on the SEO side. So instead of just trying to rank for location pages, are you writing educational blog content for people who are seeking out questions at the beginning of their health journey, yeah, right? You know, you, you could even do things like cold email outreach if you can reach that segment that you're trying to target, which is, you know, again, maybe the matriarch, right? And if you okay. have, have those lists, uh, Gmail promotions, discovery ads, there's loads of ways to reach these people. In terms of what we do to try and engage them, if you think about the funnel from top to bottom as why the service or the category, then why the brand, and then why now? Again, at the top of the funnel, it's probably going to be videos talking about the benefit of the treatment, benefit of the service, what is the problem that you're trying to solve for them that your solution will solve, and then what is their outcome once they've had your solution, right? Then when you get to the middle of the funnel, it's probably, and, and so that could be like blog posts as well as videos, right? And when, advertising that. And advertising that. Okay. And amplifying that content. And then when you get to the middle of the funnel, that's where you're starting to talk about differentiation, right? So why my brand, right? Why would I buy from Cardinal Digital Marketing as opposed to you know some other agency? Because it right? has a ginger media leader. Because it has a ginger media leader with a cool accent um, and nine kids. But <laughs> so th at that point, you're talking about differentiation. What's an example of a provider group differentiation ad? More doctors higher qualified, more most surgeons closer to you, like what? Things like, yeah, and you gotta be careful with this, right? Cause it's gotta be what the user cares about, not okay. what, yeah. how no you wanna present. Surgeon, FYI. Right, so things like board certified, 
that might mean something to providers, but yeah. it often doesn't mean things to patients, yeah. right? So what patients usually care about is, is my insurance going to cover yeah. it? Same day appointments. Can I, yeah, can I get in the same day? Yeah. Are you close and convenient? Yeah. What is the quality of the care going to be, yeah. right? Those kind of things. Outcome-based data. Outcome-based data. Are you going to make it easy for me? Right. You know, do you have weekend hours? Do you have extended hours? Those kind of things, right? Yeah. Basically, the things that most of us care about in most of the transactions yeah. that we make. Is it going to be good? Because I wonder if it's part of it. We kind of think all doctors are equally as good as each other. So we really just want access. Access is a huge Unless you're going piece. in, I mean, high end, like high acuity plastic surgery or like some, like I have this weird mole on my eye. Like I'm probably going to do some research on that. But for the most part, like general derm dentist, or, you're just looking at it now. <laughs> <laughs> now you can't stop looking at it. For the most part though, it's like, we think all providers are the same. So like, really, I just want access. Those are the value props, right? And yeah. So, but, but I will say, yeah, you're not going to probably research a provider to the nth degree for something simple like that. But if you go to Google and they've got a 1.2 out of five stars on, on that location, the chances of you going to them are I just, almost zero. I don't know. I just chose a GI doctor with a really low scores because I, I liked them. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm not around for another episode of Ignite, it's because they tore my mouths up. <laughs> So the uh, uh, the first channels we're leaning on for funnel full funnel me is social. That's the easy one, right? It's and social. What are we doing on there? It's a lot of video. So let's be honest here. Lots of video, and then you can't retarget. So we make sure they watch a certain amount, and then we show them another video. Is that like what we're yeah. doing? I mean, that's the beauty of what we can do on social platforms and on programmatic video platforms, right? Is that essentially you can retarget to those users as long as it's not from your website. Right. Uh -huh. And still stay HIPAA okay. compliant. So if a user consumes 20 seconds of a 30 second video on Facebook, on Facebook yeah. you know, to spend 20 seconds with your video, unless they just accidentally left it there when they were scrolling, chances are they're interested in what you're selling, right? What you're offering. There's no issue with HIPAA compliancy of then retargeting those users that watched a certain percentage of your video with an ad in the middle of the funnel where now you're differentiating yourself. So it's like, I showed you this thing about your bowel disease, yeah, right? Sure. And uh, you watched it for 20 seconds and you were like, man, I also need a flush. Right. So, and then in the, in the middle of the funnel, we then retarget to you with like why this is the best place to get your colonoscopy. Right. Yeah, it is that. And, uh... <laughs> Maybe it's because I made up this whole gluten thing 10 yeah. years ago. Yeah, that's right. But I drink beers still. <laughs> uh, so that one's tricky. How do we track the effectiveness of all of this? We don't have pixels. Like, how do we know if layering on all these upper funnel tactics has mm -hmm. actually helped CPL, cost for booking, all that kind of fun stuff yeah. through search? How do you know? It's a great question, right? And especially, Thanks. you're welcome. Uh, there's a first time for everything. Um, so, Especially considering a lot of these channels are disparate, right? So like you'll probably hear marketers complain that Facebook is a walled garden, which means there's no connectivity between Facebook and other platforms, right? So what happens in Facebook, you don't know what's necessarily influencing it. You just yeah. know what's happening on Facebook, right? Like the Facebook pixel isn't capturing activity that's happening through search or the, the Google ads pixel. Even when we had these pixels, wasn't capturing activity happening on other channels. So the way that you can do it though, is as long as you're using a decent analytics solution, and again, here we're talking about HIPAA compliant analytic solutions, so not GA4, but were you to be leveraging a solution like Mixpanel or Heap for your analytics, you can do what are called cohort analyses. So essentially you could create 
a cohort of someone who is exposed to a top of the funnel video and watched a certain percentage of a top of the funnel video because you've bucketed them into an audience on Facebook. And then when you drive them to your website, you use UTM parameters to say they were in this audience, right? So these guys were video engagers. So when they get to the website, Mixpanel knows that that person was a video engager and came from a video engager audience. And then in Mixpanel, you can say, let me make a cohort of this audience and then see how well that audience does certain things that you want them to do on the website right. in comparison to your total user base or cool. audiences that weren't exposed. Cool. That's the way that you can effectively measure if your top of the funnel engagement is having an impact. Now, the one thing I'll say about you can also that, look for more brand searches. More brand searches, brand lift studies if you're running click through rate. Yep, you could look at brand lift studies if you're running enough okay. media. How much is enough? Ten stacks a month on Google? Yeah, you probably need to be running like ten to fifteen thousand dollars a month on on social channels okay. and stack adapt or a DSP of your choice uh, for for brand lift studies. <laughs> Do they pay us for these mentions we keep doing? No, next panel, so. you owe me eighty two dollars. <laughs> That's what lunch costs these days. But yeah, I mean, there's a number of ways to measure it. I just think. The cohort thing is really powerful because it's more direct measurement. It's less around sort of directional. It's like, I know that these people were exposed to a top of the funnel ad, and then I know what they did afterwards, right? But yes, you're right. There are there are more generalized and directional ways to, to measure the lift cool. as well. All right, got it, got it, got it. What else do our readers, listeners, depends on how they digest this. What else do they need to know? I think probably what you need to know about full funnel media is, A, it's definitely where everything is going. Right. Okay. Again, apart from the example that you provided of someone with very limited budget that can just run at the bottom of the funnel, this is where marketing and digital marketing in particular Why is, is going. it going there? Because it's getting more competitive just to find it out at the bottom of the funnel. Right. Yeah. And less people are probably going to search every day too. Yeah. And the search landscape is changing, right? With the introduction of BARD and stuff and yeah. what's what impact is AI going to have on search behavior? you know, recommendations. Yeah. And then you've got things like LSAs on the search results page now. I mean, a lot of stuff is changing with search, meaning that there are more competitors in the space yeah. uh, and more options on the, on the results page. But also, well, something that we didn't talk about is it's so cheap to engage with people at the bottom of the funnel, right? And uh, Sorry, top of the funnel. Yes, thank you. You know, you're talking about two cents or three yeah, cents yeah. for a video completion yeah. on Facebook. If you think about even what you would pay to drive traffic to a blog post at the top of the funnel from search, right? That's probably a couple bucks for a click. Two cents or three cents versus a couple bucks. It's a no-brainer. And if the first exposure I have to your brand and even to the category in general is a bottom of the funnel search where our clients have had to pay $15 for that mm-hmm. click. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, ah, this brand doesn't look right for me or uh, it doesn't have the answers that I need. That's a waste of 15 bucks. Yeah. Whereas you could have spent two cents to engage with them at the top of the funnel, make sure that they were educated, understood what you did, understood why your brand was the right brand for them. Yep. And then to your point earlier about measuring the lift, then they're seeking out your brand in particular. You're paying maybe $1.50 or two bucks for that click. They're coming to you and they're already primed to buy. Okay. So from an efficiency point of view... Yeah, it's incredibly cheap right now. It's incredibly cheap. And also, 
you know, your conversion rate should be so much higher that if you get the mix right, the amount that you spend at the top of the funnel should be more than recouped in your savings. Yeah, we've seen the CPLs come down across the board even with something that we kind of oversimplified is your creative has to be off the chain. It has to be good. I mean, look, it doesn't have to be Hollywood level production, but it has to be good in the sense of you're explaining to the user what the user needs to know. Yeah. So just, and, and you know, this is a real world example, just having a YouTube video of what the inside of your office looks like with no overlays yeah. and yeah. no sound yeah. is not going to explain to the user why they no, need don't this let treatment. Your, yeah, don't let or, your founding provider dictate creative direction. Right, right. You need to tell the user why they should be interested in your solution, why they should want to buy it from you, and why they should act now, yeah. right? Versus here's, we have a pretty office. Like how nice the office, if that's part of the buying decision, certainly focus on it, but it shouldn't be the sole thing that you show them, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, very helpful guys. And I hope you found this tactical rich. We've, we embarked upon this journey, I think about 18 months ago when we really invested in the creative and the dev side and started to run all this upper funnel stuff. And we thought that it would help, but the numbers have proved it out. The smallest clients know you don't need to be doing it. We mostly mess with the bigger provider groups and it makes a ton of sense. Once you start seeing diminishing returns on search, 50% of your budget to share or whatever, you're starting to hit that. It's time to begin investing in upper funnel. You need to get good at it anyways, because all of our PE backgrounds are now preferring de novos over acquisitions because interest rates are too high. And that's the main way to go for de novos. Right. You got to build some brand preference. And it's still way cheaper than TV, radio, and billboard, at least for the next five years. That'll change. That's going to get inverted at some point. Everyone's going to be like, man, why didn't we advertise more on Facebook when we could have? Anyways, all right, not to pad Mark Zuckerberg's wallet, but thank you for joining us on Ignite. Rich. Thank you for having me, Alex. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ignite. Interested in keeping up with the latest trends in healthcare marketing? Subscribe to our podcast and leave a rating and review. For more healthcare marketing tips, visit our blog at cardinaldigitalmarketing.com.